Jesus says, listen, now if you believe me and trust my word, you don't need a verse, you don't need a chapter, a book, a section, a testament, you just need one word, come. This is Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you've joined us today as we continue a message, Wise or Otherwise, the Remix. And a powerful reminder just a moment ago from Pastor Ford that when Jesus speaks something, we just need to trust what he has challenged us with or whatever promise he has proclaimed to us. And one of the simplest ways to wrap up what Jesus has said for us is that single word, come. He's invited us to come into relationship with him, to come to the cross, to confess our sins and leave them there at the foot of the cross, to come to him for peace, for rest, for healing, for salvation, so much more. But so much of it can be boiled down to that simple word, come. The question is, Will we believe and will we obey? Well, that's what we're looking at in today's broadcast. So if you can, I hope you'll open your Bible. Join us in Luke chapter 6 as we continue the message, Wise or Otherwise, the remix. Here is Pastor Ford. Let's think about some of the songs we used to sing out of the hymn book. Now, for some of you, you don't know what that is. But we used to have a little book with songs in it, and we called it, oh, here it is. This, This was called a hymn book. Yeah, and, 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 and uh, of course, not just H-Y-M-N-A-N, a hymnal, uh, but it's a H-I-M-N-A-L, a hymnal, all about Jesus. And, and some of the songs, think about if they were telling the truth when we sang them. There's a song that says, oh, for a thousand tongue to sing my great Redeemer's praise. Why would you need 999 more and you ain't using the one you got? So let's sing it like it really is. Oh, for our tongue to sing. We used to sing a song. When the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. You ain't even there when the roll's called on Wednesday night. You ain't even there when the roll is called on Sunday. What are you talking about? You going to be up in heaven when the roll is called. Onward Christian soldiers, moonwalking Christian soldiers, look like you going forward, but psh, psh, psh. I mean, if we really were to sing the songs, I surrender all, come on. It's not even I surrender most. How about I surrender some? Give of your best to the master. Give of your leftovers to the master. Give him what you don't want to use. Huh? And folk kill me singing about spending eternity with God when you go to heaven, can't spend two hours with him in church on Sunday. Mm, 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 mm. Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. So much the more. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't obey me? Ah. Perplexing, perplexing. Notice then, are you wise or are you otherwise? This is the remix for those of you who don't know. 
And so verse 46, we see the perplexing inconsistency about Jesus Christ, that many of us have this perplexing inconsistency. Now, who's perplexed? Jesus is acting like he's perplexed. He's saying, and why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I do? Can you imagine the Lord thinking, anybody ever have an ungrateful child? Huh? You say to yourself, man, I done brought this person into life and, 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 and lived the first part of my life of doing for this person, and it's the gratitude I get. Can you imagine how Jesus feels? He died for us, shed his blood for us. And he says, look, I died for you. I'm asking you just to live for me. And so it is that perplexing inconsistency about Jesus. But then notice the personal invitation from Jesus. Look at this personal invitation. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my saying and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. And then he gives this illustration, what we're talking about. Notice this. Look at the process. Don't miss this. Cometh, heareth, doeth. And he connects them all together with a conjunction and to show us it's a train and it's caboose. This is the first part of the process. You come to him. The second part of the process is you hear him. The third part of the process is you obey him. That's it. Now, here's what I see. Why are you coming and you're not going to do? Why are you coming and you're not going to hear? It all belongs together. The word heareth is a Greek word, hupakuo. Say hupakuo. Hupakuo literally means akuo, to hear, hupa, the preposition, to hear under. Here's what he's saying. Every one of us from the pulpit to the pew ought to come in here with this in our mind. As we listen to God's man give his word, we're going to distinguish between what God man says and what God has said, and we're going to listen to what God said. We come in with the intent to obey anything where I'm not in obedience. That's what that word means. And the word doeth is a participle. It literally means continual action. So here it is. I'm coming to Jesus on a continual basis. So why do you think he had them gather manna day by day? Why didn't he let them store it up for a couple of days? He said, now, on Friday, get two for Friday and the Sabbath. But every other day, just get one because if you get more, it's going to, it's going to spoil on you. Why? So he could teach us that you need it day by day. So if you read the entire Bible yesterday, that was only good for yesterday. It ain't helping you at all today. If you gave and did, that's why, that's why one of the things we have to forget is past victories. Because some of us rest on our laws because of what we used to do. I remember in this church when I used to do that. What you doing now? I don't care what you did yesterday. That's gone. What are you doing right now? And so Jesus here, he, he's saying, listen, I, I, I want you to come in here. See, everybody's not going to be obedient. 
and some because they never come to him and some because they're not hearing and some because they're not doing. So we got to make the choice. Kind of like my man, Peter. We talk about him all the time. They're on the boat. The boat's doing the Harlem shuffle or whatever. Oh, the nene. The boat's doing the nene. And uh, they're all on that storm. They're like, oh, snap. Man, this is a bad storm. Now, you got three fishermen on there. They've fished all their life on this sea. They done seen every kind of storm, but they say this is a different kind of storm. And we know it was demonically inspired. And we know that because he, he calls uh, 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 the wind neuter, uh, but he uses a personal pronoun, which, which demonstrates to us when he said, he said, uh, shut up and sit down. When he said, shut up, it was a personal pronoun. So he was speaking to the devil. When he said, sit down, it's a neuter. So he's talking to the wind. This was a satanically inspired storm. And so when you look at it, Jesus Christ tells them, listen, listen. So, so now, you know, they're on a storm, they're on a storm. And uh, Peter says, uh, Lord, can I play? At first, they didn't know who it was. Somebody tell me why. Holler it out. I shouldn't even have to say this. He's walking on the water. He's walking on the water. And they don't know it's him. Why? Because he's walking on the water. Now, what are they afraid of? The water. What's he walking on? The water. So somebody hollered out. Oh, man, I tell you, I thought y'all remember these kind of things. I mean, I always remember them. You know, I always remember. Jesus says, listen, what's over your head is under my feet. What you are afraid on, I am sovereign over. Now, if you believe me and trust my word, you don't need a verse. You don't need a pericope or a paragraph. You don't need a chapter, a book, a section, a testament. You just need one word, come. Now, since you believe my word and obey it, you stepped out the boat. Now, why didn't the other people step out the boat? You already know it. Because we got a whole lot of boat talkers, but we don't have many water walkers. Everybody talk a good game. Yeah, we won't see this. We won't see that. We won't see that. We won't do this. I always say now, after 34 years, we'll see to myself. I don't, I don't question anybody's dream because I don't want nobody crushing my vision. And that's why I don't share it with some folk because I know they ain't nothing but dream killers. Yeah, they dream catchers. Turn your little house on the prairie into nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all probably know someone like that in our lives. And helpful word of advice from Pastor Ford today. You're listening to a message entitled Wise or Otherwise, The Remix. And we'll get back to this teaching in just one moment. I want to let you know Pastor Ford has written a number of books, and they may be helpful as you deal with others. You can check out the different titles that he's written when you come to our website and click on the Books by Pastor Ford link on the left side of our homepage. The books are available as a paperback or in an ebook format. Again, come to our website, treasuretruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. And so here they are now, and they're all on the boat. And I mean, you can imagine them, you know, hey, uh, come on, man. Uh, Jesus said, we can get out the boat. Thomas said, I doubt it. 
I know what Andrew said. Andrew said, I ain't getting out this boat. That, we Baptists. That, that ain't in the Bible today. That ain't for today. You know why I say that, Pastor? Because we have a tendency to throw out the baby with the bath water. Amen. And Peter gets out the boat and walks. Now, look at that. Come, obedience, one word. Now I demonstrate it's not just because I'm God in the flesh. That if you believe my word and you walk in obedience to me, what was over your head will be under your feet. And people say all the time, and Peter began to sink because he took his eyes off Jesus. That's not the first reason. Because in the text, if you look at the text, Jesus said, why did you doubt? What does that mean? I gave you one word and you walked on water based on the one word. Now you're doubting that word because of the wind. So yes, the wind was a part of it, but it was the doubting the word, not looking at the wind that caused him to sink. Yeah. Why did you doubt? He didn't say why you look at the wind. Yeah, why did you doubt? And, and so here now, it is when we understand uh, this personal invitation, and it is personal. Whosoever. Man, I'm so glad he didn't put a name in there. I'm so glad he didn't even put uh, disciple in there or, or any of those kind of things, deacon, elder, willing to work, board. Whoever. Wait, look at somebody and tell them whoever means me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it is a choice that you must make. So then, notice now, are you wise or are you otherwise? We've seen the perplexing inconsistency about Jesus. He says it himself in verse 46. We see the personal invitation from Jesus. We see that in verse 47. Now look, thirdly, at the powerful illustration of Jesus in 48 and 49. He said, he's like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it for it's founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was great. He uses an illustration. Jesus is the master illustrator. Like, why do you want to do that? <laughs> I can tell you very clearly. I talk to people all the time. This last weekend, I did a marriage seminar in uh, Angola, Indiana. It's uh, next to the Ohio border, uh, north side. And a uh, guy came up to me, and he said, man, he said, uh, I listen to you all the time. Like the time you talk about the shirt. And uh, remember, you talking about, yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember. Yeah, you talking about the shirt, and the shirt talked to you, and the shirt said, don't burn me, Pastor Ford. I said, yeah. And he told me the whole illustration. So, you know, I always like to mess with people. I say, well, what was the other parts of the sermon about? He said, uh, well, you know, it was about, it was about how God, uh, all he remembered was the illustration. All he remembered was the illustration. And, you know, if he connects it to the word, that's good. So then another guy comes to me 
And he says, man, after Friday night, man, it's you, it's you. I said, it is me, it is me. Every time I look, it's me, it's nobody else. He said, man, you're crazy. I said, yeah. And so he said, no, he said, four years ago, I'm driving and I hear this guy talk about the four rings of marriage. And from the time I heard to the time I got home, God put in my spirit, hey, why don't you write about this, but not four rings. And he said, I got seven rings of marriage. I said, you do? I said, yeah, let me hear him. And so he let me hear him. I said, oh, wow, that's very crazy. He said, don't stop there. He said, so for three years, I worked on this book, Seven Rings of Marriage. He said, guess what? I came to this marriage retreat. I just left Tennessee, Lifeway Books. They're going to publish my book. It's coming out in February. And because it's so good, they put me and my wife on their speaking team for their marriage conferences all over the U.S. From an illustration. From an illustration. So I said to him, I said, he said, he said, what? I said, where are my royalties? You know, where, 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 hey, you got to break a brother off. He said, I'll send you a book. I don't want no book. I want some money. What you talking about? Send me a book. I want some money, man. You know, you said, and, and uh, it was like, I never thought, because he said, but at least I could do this now. I could tell him who it was that, that God used to help spark that book. I said, I'll do whatever you want to do. You ain't give me no money. I don't care what you do. <laughs> So Jesus is using an illustration. Why? He's a master illustrator. When, when, when people listen to Jesus, what do you think they walked away with? What are parables? Extended illustrations. So he's speaking to people. He says, a farmer went to sow seed. 89 to 95% of his audience were farmers. They connected right away. And I used to get letters from, from folk who say, why do you use that slang stuff? I mean, you're educated. You can articulate. Uh, you don't have to use that. Yeah, I tell you what. You ought to be up in the pulpit sometime, like whenever they, that, that new word came out for a hoochie. And I said, yeah, that thought, that corner back there that don't do nothing but text the whole sermon, they all put their phones down and looked up, and they all started high He said thought. He said thought. and I had their attention for about a full five minutes. <laughs> and Jesus used illustrations all the time. Now he's using one to talk about obedience. And notice what he uses. He uses a rock. Now, now, now where Jesus is right now, there's a wadi. Now, what's a wadi? A wadi is like a riverbed uh, that dries up sometime, but whenever it rains, they have flash floods. He's saying you never know when it's going to happen. So if you build a house there and it's not on the foundation, a wadi could come and boom, it's all over. And he says there's one man that built it on a rock. We know who the rock is. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground is sinking sand. And so he says there's one person that didn't build it on a rock, and what happened? That person's house got washed away. Isn't it amazing that Jesus told Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church? What rock? The confession that he is the Christ, 
the son of the living God. What is the word Christ? It is the word Meshach. Uh, it is the anointed one, the Messiah. It is the one that was promised in the Old Testament who would not only be the king of the Jews and the king of kings, he would be God in the flesh. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. That's who Jesus Christ is. And so he's saying, whenever you obey him, you're on a rock. It doesn't care what happens, what comes your way, what, what kind of trial, test, whatever wind of adversity is blowing your way, you are standing on a rock. So when the financial wind blows, stand on the rock. When the sickness wind blows, stand on the rock. When the joblessness, the marriage relationship breakup, stand on the rock. When the church ain't acting right, the pastor ain't acting right, the wife acting right, the kids ain't acting right, Stand on a rock. That's what he's telling us. Stand on the rock. <laughs> wow. I say, I was, I was telling y'all last week about the fire people coming in. And I was, I was praying God. And God said, you know, we got to, got to, man. Did I tell y'all that last week? Did I? And didn't I tell you I come back and tell you about God's provision, didn't I? Didn't I? I said, didn't I? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Whatever changes have to be made, we don't have to pay a penny. The school got to pick up the tab. Amen. Say, how you know that, Pastor? I read the contract. Yeah. I read the contract. Yeah. And you know, I thought about, I said, that's just like some people in here right now. God gave you all these promises and you ain't read the contract. So you don't even know the provision that God had. You struggling with something, going through something, and you don't even know if you read the contract. Yeah, it ain't on us. Yeah, read the contract, baby. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor James Ford Jr. And, you know, we're committed to teaching everything that's in the contract of God's Word so that you can be well-equipped for whatever comes your way. Well, what you're hearing right now from Pastor Ford is made possible in part by the generosity of our monthly partners. Now, our monthly partners give monthly financial gifts, ensuring that Moody Radio continues in your area and across the nation. And you can become a monthly partner right now by calling 888-644-7660 or come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. Of course, we know that some of the best learning happens on your own time when it's just you, God, and a good book. So when you become a monthly partner by auto gift at a level of $30 or more, we're going to say thanks with a 50% discount to Moody Publishers. Now, this discount is good for as long as you remain a monthly partner and there's no limit as to how often you can use it. So maybe you'd like to have a better understanding of God's Word. Well, if you're looking for better Bible study tools, Moody Publishers is the place to find them. And it's not just books, but it's also DVDs, CDs, Bible studies, and more. Become a monthly partner and begin using your 50% discount by calling 888-644-7660 or come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, our producer is Amy Rios. I'm Steve Hiller, and I hope you'll join us tomorrow 
as Pastor Ford concludes the message, Wise or Otherwise, the Remix, here on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.